I don't want to do either of those things. Yeah, but if you had to, though. We set the scene. We have a choice. We must decide on the correct answer. I'm Kyle. And I am Nathan. And this is If You Had To, Though. This week's episode's brought to you by the letter A. <laughs> what? Pi <laughs> or Anaconda? A for Anaconda. Yes. Is that our first fact of the episode? What, that this show is brought to you by the letter A, and <laughs> A is for Anaconda? That's two facts in one. We're really digging the barrel for facts here, Kyle. Yeah. And that is the best place to find facts in a barrel. That's another fact. I like double stuffed facts. A fact stuffed within a fact. That's an American fad, isn't it? Like we 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 just had normal facts, and then the Americans brought in double stuffed, double stuffed, du- triple stuffed, even. Then the the thing is, the Americans. It's when aren't... you get it's when you it's when you wedge a fact in between two other facts, and then you put it in a sandwich. You make a fact sandwich. Yes. Oh no, that's a, that's brilliant. I want to do. I want to like be having like a debate with someone and say I'm about to give you a fat sandwich, and then I hit them with this hard truth. In the first minute of this episode, we've coined a new phrase. Fact sandwich means to put a fact in between two facts. It does to make a fact sandwich. And in practical terms, that means. So if you're in a debate, he- heavily in debate with someone, uh, as you usually are. Uh, say you're on a forum or something. Yeah, yeah. Usually, de- you know, debating the important topics of the day, like um, what colour is a goose? Yeah. So you're discussing what colour a goose is. Someone will say a goose is white. I, I think you'll find, Carl, it's goose eyes. Ah, goose eyes. The goose's eyes. <laughs> what colours are a goose's eyes? Now that is a debate. There you go. Maybe that's what it is. You just one-up whatever the person said. So you up their what their question, maybe. Although that's not a fact Ooh, sandwich like... anymore, is it? That's a well, question sandwich. That doesn't have the same ring right. to it. It doesn't. It doesn't. A query sandwich, no. A query... <laughs> I like that. A query sandwich or a query lunch. <laughs> a query lunch. A query, okay. uh, a query brunch. I was trying to think of a, a, a word that began with Q that could be used with query. But, um, mm. a, a, query... a query quesadilla. I was going to say quiche. That's spelled oh, with a Q, isn't it? Yeah. Was it spelled with a K? No, it is a Was Q. it spelled with a C? Was yeah. it spelled with a W? A silent W. <laughs> we'll never know, Kyle. So anyway, the premise of this show is that we create scenarios for each other, resulting in two possible outcomes. We'll discuss each outcome's pros and cons and decide definitively on the correct answer. Yes, 100% truthful fact. And we know, in this time of need, this is what the world needs most. They... Two blokes discussing situations. Yeah, and coining new terms like fact sandwich and... Uh... Something you can use in your day-to-day life. And Whenever cool. you're arguing with your parents about, um, is an egg a vegetable? Then you can throw a fact sandwich at them. You can. We're, this is the show that gives you all the fact sandwich, all the fact sandwiches you want, all the quiche quiches, quiche, all, all the query quiches. No, 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 Kyle. A quiche yeah. query is very different than a query quiche. A query quiche <laughs> is specifically about the query. Yeah. Um, whereas a quiche query is a query specifically about qu- quiches. Quiche. It's very hard to say query quiche or quiche query. It is very hard to say. You want to say kiwi? Ooh. That's definitely not spelled with a Q. No, but it's got a nice ring to it. What could we have as a kiwi? 
I'm sh- I, I think we're going a bit off topic. We haven't started any scenarios yet. A Kiwi yet, but... conundrum. <gasps> a Kiwi conundrum. Amazing. I mean, that's what. The... Forget the whole two scenarios thing, Carl. This is the show now. Just naming, <laughs> naming new things. <laughs> So what have we invented? The fact sandwich, the query quiche, and the... Kiwi conundrum. And the kiwi conundrum. Doing onomatopoeia, apart from fact sandwich, which is just randomly... It just sounds good in the mouth, doesn't it? The fact sandwich. It does. It sounds good in the mouth. That is a quote. If, we, if this was a DVD, Kyle, that would be the quote on the back of the DVD. Sounds good in the mouth. Fact sandwich. Sounds good in the mouth. Kyle Bennett. <laughs> So, Nathan, this week you were sleeping peacefully in your Super Ted bed. That that sounds like me. Um, and you were having a lovely dream. I don't know what you were dreaming about. Um, probably Kiwis. You, <laughs> you were dreaming up new quotes and phrases, ready for today's podcast. That's where I get, that's where I get most of my ideas, Kyle. I wake up in the middle of the night, aha, I should attach a bear to a rocket. And and that's literally what happens. You wake up and you say, aha, and you're just about to say that, I'm, a, I'm going to attach a bear to a rocket when a bag is pulled over your head. Oh, dear. Yeah, a string is tightened around it and you are bonked on the head and you pass back out again. And, and then this, is, this isn't more of the, um, the rough stuff with um, dom- Dominatrix Betty. Could be, you don't really know yet. So you go back into your dream world, uh, and then when you come to, uh, you hear a motor running, you feel a lot of uh, turbulence, and uh, the bag is slowly pulled off of your head. And to your horror, you see... Well, first of all, you see a very glorious moustache. I mean, that wouldn't be to my horror, Kyle. That is the kind, I mean, that's the kind of thing I dream about anyway. Quite quite happily, I would dream about a glorious moustache. Yeah, yeah, you're fine with it straight, first of all, because it is such a glorious moustache. But attached to this glorious moustache is a very wise beyond his years looking teenager. And sitting on his shoulder is a rabbit in a waistcoat. Oh, okay. Nathan, you have been kidnapped by two of your biggest nemesises. Your two biggest enemies... Oh. Yeah, your two biggest enemies, Mr. Winters and Cornelius Whiskers. Oh my god, the Whiskers and Winters team up. Yeah, this is the Whiskers-Winters team up that everyone's been begging for. Oh my god, what a dastardly duo. (laughs) Now for people who don't know, Mr. Winters is Nathan's next door neighbour, and Cornelius Whiskers is a rabbit. He's my cantankerous next door neighbour. A cantankerous next door neighbour. And... Cornelius Whiskers is a rabbit, talking rabbit in a waistcoat who Nathan kidnapped and forced into a war against orphans. So I think everyone's caught up there. I feel like you're not you're not painting me in the best light with that story, Carl. You need to tell it differently. I attacked a small animal and forced it to help me kill a bunch of children. There. That's much better. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I, don't, I won't have you slandering my good name. So uh, Mr. Winters looks at you and you think, oh, not. Not old Mr. W- old young Mr. Winters. Old young Mr. Winters. That- My 18 year old next door neighbour with a glorious moustache who's very wise beyond his years. He is so wise. That wisdom um, really fucks me. And you, you thought that you were square. I mean, you stole his newspaper that one time. He, he sent a naked picture of me to my mum. I mean, I did annoy him by next week, all of our listeners coming over to my flat bit naked in my garden. Yeah, but I, th- I think, you know, you thought that you were all square. You thought you were friends, sort of, or at least acquaintances. But he looks at you and he says, Nathan, 
Nathan, last weekend I saw you walk past my house and accidentally knock over my garden gnome. Oh dear, what was the garden gnome called? Clarence. (laughs) And you didn't stop to even pick it back up. Now, me and my good friend here, and then um, Cornelius Whiskers looks at you and he says... Aha, my friend, you have fallen into our trap. You thought you could use me as a slave to help kill all of your orphan enemies. But no, I have broken free. And now I have teamed up with the cantankerous Mr. Winters in order to teach you a lesson. So how did they meet? They they actually met on a dating app. Oh, oh it's... They, um an un- unlikely love story that's that's so beautiful yeah it's an unlikely love story brought together through their hatred for you i didn't know there was a i didn't know there was a dating website specifically devoted to people that hated me yeah they were the only two on it <laughs> i was gonna say actually it seems like there's been quite a wide demographic for that there's a there's a target audience is being missed off all my enemies mr winters is driving the plane and cornelius whiskers uh, grabs you you're all oh, yeah, I forgot I was on plane. yeah you're all tied up on this plane um and cornelius whiskers kicks open the door and he holds you out above the clouds did you say mr winters is flying the plane mr winters is flying the plane yeah okay and cornelius whiskers is holding you out above midair well that's a strong little bunny rabbit he is re- he's been working out he's yeah he's really jacked he is now. Like, when you last met him, he was this frail, weak rabbit uh, who was just a little waistcoat. He was a little nerdy rabbit, really. But now, he is buff. He's even got tattoos. Oh. Yeah, that's what attracted Mr. Winters to him. What has he got a tattoo of? Uh, it, it's just one of those cheesy mum tattoos. <laughs> M- M-O-M. So, I'm being held out of a plane by Cornelius Whiskers, while Mr. Winters is cackling, flying the plane. Cackling maniacally, I would say. Well, with a moustache like that, it can't be any can't be any other kind of cackle. Cornelius Whiskers says, you have a choice, my friend. I mean, I don't really consider them friends. <laughs> this is, I, 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 I disagree with this premise. But I, this is what I was thinking, but I was like, it's not the time to tell this little rabbit that's holding me up in a plane that I don't think he's a friend. Yeah because th- th- then things are going to get even worse for you. So, uh, yeah, he, uh, he says, You have a choice, my friend. There are two islands below us. The island of digital media zombies or the island of personal space invaders. He straps a parachute to your back and he's like, because they don't want to kill you. No, no. I mean, otherwise it'd make no sense of there being two different islands. Can there be a choice of which island would you rather crash into and die? Exactly. They just want to get rid of you. They they want to put you on one of these two islands that are out in the ocean in the middle of nowhere. So uh, you've got the choice now. You can either uh, be dropped down onto the island of digital media zombies, which is an island filled with people who just cannot leave their phones. They are basically, they are zombies, uh, but they won't like eat your flesh or anything but if they do come near you you will turn into one of them oh so you i mean there's no signal on the island 
So they're constantly wandering around, holding their phones, like holding them up to the sky, trying to get signal. There's nothing on their phones. There's not even anything distracting or entertaining. No, 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 um, no videos of, of rabbits um, strip teasing. Definitely no videos. No. Oh man. They might have Whirly Bird on their snake. phone or Snake. Yeah. This island of uh, digital media zombies are just wandering around, looking at their phones constantly, and there are places to try and hide on the island. But they're constantly wandering around, so it'll be quite dangerous there. I'd have to be constantly moving to escape them. I could never find one place to hide and stay there. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also there's the island of personal space invaders. Now on this island, there are people covering the island. So this isn't a, this isn't an island filled of people playing space invaders personally. It's it's a different kind of island. Unfortunately, not. It's an island of people. It's a tribe, basically. And they don't have any concept of personal space. If they see you and want to talk to you, they will come up to you and they will be like inches from your mouth, talking to you, breathing in your face. That sounds unpleasant. Yeah. And they, you know, they might not have the best of breath, a lot of them. Uh, it's an island, obviously, so they don't really have toothpaste or it's a tropical island. It's not like. Right. <laughs> yeah, your logic there didn't quite work, Carl. We live in England and that's an island. <laughs> We have toothpaste. <laughs> Islands don't equal no toothpaste. I don't, they, know, I don't, I, I, I don't quite do. follow your maths there. <laughs> First fact for the episode, islands do not contain toothpaste. It's, it's oh, banned okay. on most islands. So there you go, Nathan. There, there's your choice for the episode. I see. And I'm going to fall out of this plane no matter what. They're going to throw me out. And it's a matter of which island I'd rather parachute into. But yeah. Because I've got the parachute, I can guide myself to one of these islands. One of the two islands, yeah. And I know, I've been told by Cornelius Whiskers and Mr. Winters um, which island is which. Yeah, they basically po- pointed them out. He pointed them out with his little paws. And, mis- and then Mr. Winters pointed out with his little bony fingers. <laughs> his frail, bony teenage fingers. <laughs> As he then did a, 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 a loop the loop in the plane going, Magical! <laughs> yeah. Um, ooh. So one island yeah. is filled with mindless zombies that do nothing but look at their phones all day. There's nothing yeah. on their phones. There's no signal. They're not talking to anyone. I mean, they're, they're not talking I th- to each other. I, th- I think they're they're tr- they want they want to be doing something on their phone. They just can't. So they're constantly trying to find signal. Right. So they're constantly searching for signal, but they never give up. They never go. Oh, the phone's no. not working. I'll put it down. And they don't talk to each other. They're just wandering around, bumping into each other, bumping into things just looking at the phones constantly yeah they definitely don't talk to each other they would be talking to each other on their phones if they could but they can't but they can't even do that and if i landed there if i got too close to one of them i'd become one of them. you would become one of them yeah i wouldn't be able to talk to any of them they wouldn't be able to communicate with me because they can't do anything but look at their phones yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't have much of a uh, relationship with people at all i mean you could try and kidnap one and set up a little home for you two but they wouldn't really pay any attention to you they wouldn't even know you were there really and so then I you took would, one, you if would... i took one away from a phone yeah it would just collapse it, yeah it would just stop to f- stop functioning it would just shut Whereas down the, the island of personal space invaders yeah. i'd have plenty of people to talk to oh everyone they would always... be your friend literally everyone on the island they love newcomers i mean this sounds this is the most popular i've ever been in my entire life <laughs> yeah you but, will um... you will be incredibly popular but these people are very annoying unfortunately 
if you want to have a conversation with someone, you have to stand right in front of them, or they sit in your lap. Um, yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely, they sit in your lap. They, Put they their arms around small, your neck. They have these small huts where they where ten people live together all at once. Oh basically yeah, lying on top of each other, not sexually, just no, lying no. on top of each other. Yeah, they share armpits in your face. Oh, definitely, they all share one big bed. Well, not even a big bed; it's quite small. Um, they they all they all cram in there, and they go to the toilet together. Oh um, yeah, they have, yeah. They have toilets that are specifically designed for multiple. They have this one big toilet that multiple mm. butts can sit on. Yeah, um, and vice versa for the ladies and whatever weird stuff goes on in women's toilets whatever voodoo magic happens there yeah we we can only uh, ponder the we, mysteries of a woman's toilet no it's one of the most mysterious places in the universe mm. it's um you know it's like um it's like searching for the higgs boson exactly like that but um yeah so basically the choice is between a life of complete isolation where everyone around me is oblivious and una- unable to communicate, or a life of constantly being surrounded by people and never ever having personal space or freedom. Yeah, basically. So isolation, apart from the fact that you can see these people wandering around, but they're not really there. They're not really anything at all. They're just mindless things. They're not even as entertaining as having animals on the island. Are there no animals on they're, the island? On either island, there's no animals exist. Oh man! I know. Th- Mr. Winters and Cornelius Whiskers really wanted to punish you. And there's no orphans on these islands. No, nothing to kill, nothing to hunt. Oh man, what am I going to do with my time? Exactly. I mean, if you lived on the zombie island, how would you set up a base? How would you try and live? Oh, I think as we established, I can't set up a permanent base. I would have to basically gather all my belongings with me. Um, It's an island, but there's no animals. Are there like plants and things I can eat? Yeah, there, there are trees with, I guess, pineapple apples bananas so i'd have to gather together like some fruit and some food yeah in one of those um handkerchief on a piece of stick um you a know bindle. the classic <laughs> is that what they're called again carl you know the name of things i i am a walking dictionary i just know it as a handkerchief on a stick <laughs> yeah i basically have to do that and i could never remain in one place for long i would have to set up very temporary lodgings i would have to set up a bunch of twigs protect me from the rain that that's it yeah um i mean if you could build something that was really good and fortified you could stay in there as long as you didn't need to go out to get anything no no i think the zombies would break through i think individually it would be strong enough to protect me from them but all together they would break through because they're constantly they're constantly searching for signals so they're always trying to get to other places if there's anything in their way they will crawl that they'll claw their way through it because yeah. on the other side of that thing, there might be signal. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you um, would be a constant life on the run, I suppose. And if any of them grabbed me, I would then become one of them completely unable to think, unable to do anything but stare at a phone. Yeah. Not no that this signal. is a comment on Modern World or anything. <laughs> No, this is just a random event that, ha- that absolutely happened to me in real life. It's not it's, a it's... backhanded insult by me, no, not at all. Um... I mean, I'm not talking to you right now through my phone. <laughs> so the other island, you, there would be no isolation whatsoever. You would, no. ne- you would never have a moment to yourself. You know, you they'd want... constantly be asking me questions. They'd constantly want me to talk to them as well. There's never yeah. be a. You could never like have a quiet moment. You'd always no. be talking to someone. Yeah, you want to sit and they down. Kinda, on... They move around in groups, like a group of ten people will come up to you and they'll all want to talk to you at once um, and then they'll move away and another group of 10 will come over to me and basically that for forever 
Yeah. I mean, you want to sit down and read a book. Someone's going to be sitting, reading it over your shoulder. Another person's going to be in your ear. What's this book about? Hey, Nathan. Nathan, what's this book about? Tell me everything. What's going to happen next? (laughs) What's the sentence you're currently reading right now, Nathan? (laughs) Oh, I mean, this definitely isn't a comment on anything that's happened to you personally, is it, Carl? (laughs) Not at all. No. How do you, I mean, I was going to say, how do you come up with these things? But obviously, I just tell you what happened to me. That's Yeah, yeah. And then I tell it back for the audience. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's a weird format we've set up here where <laughs> I tell you a story and then you tell it back to me. Yeah. But um, there's no time to, to talk about that now, our, our, our strange format decisions. Yeah, you're you're in a predicament. You're about to be thrown out. I mean, you have just been thrown out of the aeroplane, I think. I have just been thrown out. I'm currently free-falling. I'm um, about to Mr. Winters is doing his backflips in the air laughing. <laughs> On his skateboard. <laughs> what? <laughs> No, he's in an aeroplane, you fool. He's on a skateboard in an aeroplane. Ah, of course. And he's painted and he's painted um fire on the side of the aeroplane to make it go faster. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Mr um and uh, Cornelius Whiskers is doing a little jig, a little happy dance. Yeah, he's jigging away. They are thrilled that their plan went off without a hitch. So I am falling right now. I'm about yeah. to pull the parachute cord, but I need to you direct need to decide, my body in yeah. one direction. Oh, it is tricky. Um, I mean, and and there's no, there's just water around for hundreds of miles, so you no couldn't escape. even swim back. No, having to constantly escape, like move away from these zombies, never being able to communicate with any of them. Mm. Having no- nothing to to do, nothing, no one to talk to, would be pretty um, pretty distressing. Yeah. Again, not like we're pulling these experiences from anything real. Um, whereas being surrounded by people constantly, people breathing onto you constantly, and having no personal space, yeah. hands crawling all over my face. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds rather terrifying. I mean, you're walking along the street, uh, just wanting to have a nice, quiet walk. Uh, either side of you, someone's got their hand in your pocket. My pocket, I was going to yeah. say. Jesus. Yeah. And like, when you eat meals, they're eating the same thing with me. Like, I've got a big um, clump of, like, a big chicken's leg, and they're biting the same They're biting leg. that. I mean, if you've got a plate of food, it's shared between everyone, and everyone's picking off the plate. Even it's not the... even picking off the plate. It's the same thing I'm biting into. Yeah. Like Lady in the Trap. We're all eating the exact same piece of food. Yeah, I mean, you're basically all kissing like... out of one cup. Um, oh yeah, yeah. With, with, with straws, you're you're basically kissing every. You, you're all on this one chicken leg, and their lips are basically pressed against yours. Oh man, I mean, yeah. I, I oh, I introduced that idea, but you really <laughs> took it for a run. Oh, that's um, that was an image. I mean, Nathan, think about taking a shower. <laughs> I'm not even. Gonna <laughs> elaborate <laughs> yeah no just thinking about taking a shower breaks me break out in hive um <laughs> oh my god whereas but i guess on the island of isolation i could always have time to myself yeah but i would only have time to myself and i could never stay in the same place i'd never be able to, i'd never be secure in mm. one place it's, that is a really tricky one because it's the rest of my life there's no escaping this island no I either live the rest of my life isolated and on the move, never able to stay in the same place for long, or secure, safe, 
surrounded by good people, good conversations, but never ever having a moment to myself, never ever Not having, never ever having a millimeter of space to myself. Like people are basically shoulder to shoulder with me yeah, at all the, times. You you are cheek to cheek with everyone. Am I dancing? <laughs> They are just pressed up against your cheek, like their eyes looking at you constantly. <laughs> it's oh like a cartoon. God. It's like no, it, what it is is I'm standing in the middle, and there's a circle of people all pressed up against me. All yeah. their eyes looking at me when they have a conversation with you. They're constantly looking at you, staring right yeah. at you. I mean, their um, eyes almost touching you. They're that close. Oh God! I mean, I was starting to. F- I was thinking for a second there that that was preferable to being isolated forever. But some I mean, of this. If, some if, of these imagery if you're isolated uh, and you you're missing friendship or companionship you could always do a um castaway and make your own wilson draw a face on a on a pineapple uh, coconut. yeah is that a pineapple uh, in in the film it was an old football i think oh yeah it was wasn't it i just i remembered it being a round thing yeah but you can use a coconut no one's stopping it oh you mean i could be friends with a coconut my lifelong dream. Yeah. Do you know what? On on this podcast, I do some really nice things sometimes. And this episode, I have allowed you to be friends with a coconut. And I, th- I think that <laughs> that says a lot about uh, how generous I am. I, I mean, I think either one would drive me insane. Never ever being able to breathe on my own. Always having people breathing on me, feeling their breath on me. Their warm, stinky breath. Mm. Or being isolated forever, having to move around forever. It's, that is a tricky one, Carl. You've really put me in quite a um, Kiwi conundrum. Ah, yes. Quite the quizzical quiche. <laughs> oh, quizzical quiche is better than a query quiche. I had to, I had to make it relevant. <laughs> a bewildering banana. But, um, I mean, yes, we could do pickling we could that pineapple. Again. Pickling? A pickling pineapple. <laughs> This is quite a pickling pineapple you've got us into this time. <laughs> we sh- yeah, we should just use these phrases in everyday conversation as if like people should know them and just see if anyone's when like... Look, when, when they don't know what they are, look at them like they're complete and utter idiots. Just like well, you've never heard of a pickling pineapple. That's a very common phrase. <laughs> My dad used to say it all the time. <laughs> Yeah, just act as if like everyone knows these phrases. Maybe maybe that's a challenge we'll give our listeners. Just go out and use these phrases in everyday conversations and try and act as normal as possible. I mean, that, that that's more of a challenge actually. I considering this kind this podcast and the kind of people that would listen to us. I think the yeah. challenge of try to act as normal as possible is more is more <laughs> of a challenge. <laughs> but um going back to the the this pickling pineapple that i've gotten myself into yeah i got confused then for a second then because i thought the the um object was a pickle it was like a pickling pickle that doesn't make much sense <laughs> pickling pickle <laughs> actually that works quite well i like pickling it's pickle. a bit on the nose but yeah it does work a- anyway this pickling pickle i've gotten myself into mm. is really quite tough i think on balance the one that would drive me mad the least or at least drive me mad the slowest is the island of the, did you call it? Digital media um, zombies. Digital media zombies, yes. Yeah. Um, Because at least I'd have personal space. At least I'd be able to move around freely. Um, Whereas on the island of personal space invaders, every movement you make is coordinated with 20 other people and you're kind of constantly up against someone. Yeah, I mean, on the isolation side of things, you uh, I mean, on the yeah, on the zombie island, you can 
you know, you could become like a Rambo type character. You could be, <laughs> you could make yourself a spear. You could set out to go around killing these um, mindless zombies. I mean, creatures. I think of myself more of a Tarzan than a Rambo, swinging yeah. from tree to tree. There you go. You could learn tree swinging. You've got all this time on your hands now. Exactly. And like, every, as everyone knows, tree swinging is pretty pretty easy to pick up. Yeah. Especially if Tarzan and George of the Jungle have anything to go by. Exactly. If 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 they've taught me anything, then <laughs> so, so yeah, you're gonna live out the rest of your life on digital media zombie island. <laughs> it's a mouthful, isn't it? It is. Every, everything I've come up with today has been quite difficult to say. <laughs> Next week, it's just gonna be: Do you want to hide in a box or a cupboard? <laughs> Nice, e- a nice easy scenario and a nice easy thing for me to say. Oh, I see. You, you that's why you were going to make it that so it's easy and simple. Yeah, for me, I don't care about you. Well, knowing us, it would be going to hide in a impossible box or a upside down cupboard. Actually, an upside down cupboard is just a cupboard, isn't it? It doesn't make much difference. Yeah, you, you're still standing the right way up. Unless someone's tipped it while you were in it. I mean, yeah, we're, we're really going off on a tangent there. I think, yeah, definitely Digital Media Island is, um, Digital Media Zombie Island is the is the way for me to go. It's The isolation would drive me mad, but I would go mad within 10 minutes of being surrounded by people breathing on me, holding my hand, their hands in my pockets, yeah. um, standing cheek to cheek with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> go, oh my God, I just thought about like going to the going to the bathroom like we said before yeah like if you had to go to the the urinal well, there's like 10 men there and they're all they're all assisting each other <laughs> aiming yeah yeah no <laughs> they all have to help each other out they don't want to be they always want to be in constant contact with each other i mean that that alone has convinced me yeah definitely not to go to that island <laughs> so there you go everyone at home knows that if you're ever in this scenario nathan's got himself into this week like we are kidnapped by a cantankerous old young teenage boy and his um life partner a magical little um, waistcoat wearing rabbit yeah if you ever get into that situation, which is pretty easy to fall into, honestly, it's, I mean, we've all been there, haven't we? We've all made mortal enemies with an old teenage boy and a rabbit. Yeah, we've all kicked over a garden gnome in our time. Yeah, exactly. So everyone knows. Again, this seems like, like the stealing a newspaper, this seems like a disproportionate response <laughs> to um, kicking over a garden gnome, banishing me to an island for the rest of time. There you go. That's just Mr. Winters' MO, I suppose. He really is. He's um, he's not a patient soul. No, <laughs> he's quite, he's quite an irrational guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something like that. Some, his garden gnome gets kicked over, and he hatches this entire <laughs> plan. Like, right, time, and like, this is and that, that happened like um. Six it was about, months ago. Yeah, it was he, quite a long he, time he ago. Needed, he needed time to uh, save up to buy a private plane. <laughs> to, to, yeah, he, to, to meet. he didn't already have this jet. He No, no, no. He, he got this specifically for it. In fact, he yeah. built the plane. He built the plane from scratch just to get you back. So, yeah, uh, everyone knows go to the isolation island. That is correct. There I think we we've go. done a, a great service here for humanity and... Um, Protecting him from the the dangers of um, that we all face being kidnapped by your teenage boy old man next door nemesis and his little magical bunny partner. 
You, Kyle. Um, well, you, you know what's happened to you. Um, I might do. I've I've done so many things this week. But yeah. you really have. You you've well, lived such an eventful which, life. That's which why one? After a... Yeah, which one in particular are you talking about? It, it wasn't the time you got turned into a goat, or um, or had your brain switched with a baboon. No, no. That this the thing that ha- the really eventful thing that happened to you, Kyle, was when you were having a nice bubbly bath mm. with your good friend Rubber Ducky and yeah. your mistress, the octopus. You were nice and bubbly, sub subby and soaky. Suds. 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 That's it. Suddy. Subby. You no, you were few. The, the, the bath was filled with um, Subway sandwiches. Oh, nice. So I'm, so I'm bathing in subways with a duck and an octopus. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. I remember this day. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to forget. It's kind of a normal thing. Um, you were having this nice bath. You were scrubbing yourself clean. Taking a bite of a fact sandwich. Yes! Nice, juicy fact sandwich filled yep. with um, deluxe facts and um, extra slices of facts with some grilled facts on the side. Best yum, way to yum, it, you know, having a bath full of fact sandwiches. <laughs> now that's a saying, Kyle. Oh, last night I had a bath full of fact sandwiches. <laughs> yes, you were having this nice suddy experience um, mm. with Rubber Ducky and um, and what's the name of the octopus? Maureen. When suddenly there was an earthquake, a flood, a tornado, and it was a little bit nippy out. It was just, um, you know. I know. It's terrible, isn't it? Mm. And your bathtub crashes out the window with you in it, and you are flung down the street, torn up into the tornado, thrown across the country. You um, swing past Dorothy on her way to out, not to Kansas, her way out of Kansas, um, yeah. and you get flung into a nuclear power plant. Oh, I thought I was going to turn up in Oz. They just happened to open the windows to air it out a bit. They were, you know, uh, having a bit of a spring clean um, when you fly through the window and you are bombarded with deadly radiation, you know, horribly burnt and affected forever. And even worse, your bath is ruined, Kyle. All of my fact sandwiches are all over the floor. Exactly. All your your facts. Scattered across the country. Exactly. And you know what's happened to you, Kyle? cannot for the life of me remember the radiation has transformed you oh it yes. is mutated you and disfigured you and melted half your face and um you know you've got a hand growing out of your chest but you know that that's kind of normal stuff that yeah. it wasn't even worth bringing that up to be honest you expect that um, with a bit of good radiation it, yeah exactly yeah a bit of nice radiation but the yeah. really weird thing that happened hmm. was that you were given amazing psychic powers nice as we all know, when it comes to psychic powers, there are two options. This of is just course, this is yeah. just science. Yeah, you Everyone can either see every potential future or read everyone's mind all the time. So these are my two options: I could see every potential future or read everyone's mind all the time. Exactly. There is no getting away from it. You can't turn this power off. Mm-hmm. It's constant. So you will live the rest of your life. 
you can still see as normal, but like yeah. more like a mental image. You can see all the possible po- like variations and permutations that can happen in the future. You can see okay. that if you kick that stone, it could go across and create a ripple, and that ripple could spread across the, across the river, and that ripple could move the boat across, and the boat could cr- um, move into an island, and the um, island could um, catch on fire, and so, all the all the ducks would uh, start flying. Just you know, all the all the normal reactions and permutations. So I'm not just seeing the future of my life. I'm seeing the future of absolutely everything. Oh yes, you are seeing the future of absolutely everything, not just your life. The consequences of my actions that impact the world for the rest of eternity. Exactly. You see, you're seeing the consequences of every action you ever make. Every action you make in any one place, you close a door, you will see what will happen to that door for the rest of time. Wow. So that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of burden because I I would be scared to do anything in the fear that in 10,000 years someone's going to be affected by that. I know. You'd be you'd be afraid if you if you um the ripples. I mean the butterfly effect. It's like the butterfly effect, but I'm seeing it happen before my eyes. I know it's going to happen before I do it. You could see what could happen like when you go to make a soup, you could either in 20 years time it could lead to world peace and everything is fine and perfect and happy and lovely or we all eat each other and rip each other's faces off in five minutes all because of my leek and potato exactly god that is a burden but also knowing all always hear what people are thinking everyone around you not just one at a time anyone in any kind of anyone in the county near you oh so it's not like there's a sphere around me and it's that you know the people in that area it's literally everyone in the county at once no it's the sphere thing that, that works sphere much thing. better that works much the, better. Uh, okay. the, mapping it geographically made, made doesn't make it much did, sense yeah I, I i did think you might have uh fact-checked that a little wrong um so yeah oh, no, got... no, I, I needed that dose of fact sandwich uh, that you gave me there thank you carl yeah another fact sandwich for the viewers at home so so it's what say um everyone within 5 miles of me or 5 meters of me or is it sort of like a big bubble around me and then anyone who's oh, in um, that bubble I mean I like, don't not... know enough about meters to know uh, miles is further isn't it mm. It's definitely you... further but yes it's definitely further don't even answer that question yeah. Carl I know the answer to that question <laughs> I shouldn't have even asked that question Would you say it would be about the length of the street that I lived in. Yes, exactly. About about so I could hear every single person in their house in my street at the same time. That's it, exactly. Would the people closer to me be louder? Um, no. It would no? all be the same volume, and but I... you could tell who's who. Okay, and I could understand. It wouldn't just be like loads of garbled voices. No, no, you'd together. understand it all. You'd understand it all. See, that's fairly useful if I can understand, if I know what people are thinking. Because, you know, you can work the casinos, you can know what the dealer has, you know, you can make money that way. Seeing all um, potential futures is pretty useful for working the casinos as well. Yeah, both of these powers are good ways to get me money which is the first thing you should do if you're given amazing psychic powers is try and uh, find the benefit for yourself yeah you could you could read the mind you you could even read the mind of a little old lady and see which one is most likely to be seduced and um and for you to um gold dig yes or you can 
see the future and see which one is most likely for you to gold dig. Some people might say you get superpowers, use them for good, use them to help the world. But no, the first thing you should do is help yourself. Uh, I think that that's is a, a message we can all get behind. Yeah, that is number one fact sandwich for the episode. <laughs> Voted. <laughs> Voted the number one fact sandwich in the country. That'll be on the back of the DVD case. But the only, the problem I'm thinking with uh, being able to read everyone's mind, not everyone thinks favourably of me. It, what? Yeah, you, you might not believe it, but some people... That's impossible. It is impossible. Some people might not like me and i would hear that they don't like me oh and i would but surely surely most of the thoughts you'd hear carl would be uh oh isn't carl amazing isn't he wonderful isn't he the best person in the world god i think he's amazing i mean yeah that's what i would expect a couple of people they'd be like he's all right i mean hearing that kind of nasty abuse i don't know how you'd cope with it Mm. so i mean to your face people are usually very nice aren't they in Britain, they, they, they have to I mean, be in Britain, socially. In Britain, have, in Britain, you usually have to try and detect the passive-aggressive tones yeah. to realise what people actually mean, whereas the words they're saying are usually quite polite. I mean, old Bob would come up to me in the street and oh, hi, Kyle, how are you doing? And I would hear in his head, you bastard, I hate your <laughs> guts. And, uh, and I Why would do be you shocked. always call me old Bob? I'm only <laughs> five years older than you. <laughs> and he would despise me, and I would be—I would become so self-conscious because did I. Did you steal his newspaper, Carl? I did. Oh my god! Don't tell him. Okay, I won't tell him. It's a good thing he can't read your mind. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to be in the same situation you were in. Um, so yeah, I've become so self-conscious, knowing what everyone thinks of me, and being like, right, I'm going to change to appease them and do things that they like of me and i would drive myself mad then the problem would be one person would be like oh kyle kyle's so boring he needs to wear more jazzy clothes and then another person would think kyle's clothes are too jazzy and then you'd be stuck not knowing what to wear (laughs) they're so jazzy today I would be yo-yoing between jazziness. I would have to, like, um, get one of those suits that's half jazzy, half completely grey. Well, like Two-Face from um, the old Batman movie, where you've got a suit that's got two different colours. Exactly. I mean, I, I I have got superpowers now, so I could be... I guess I'm a supervillain. Basically. A supervillain... No, well, I guess I'm not a supervillain, because I'm trying to please people still. Let's go back to the other scenario. So, I can see every possible future... So surely if I can see all the different possible futures, I know which which thing to do to make the good future happen, even if it doesn't benefit me in the short term. Not necessarily. You can see every possible future. You don't know for certain which future is the future that's actually going to happen. You can just see all the possible futures. Oh, I just see all the possible futures. And there would be lots. There would be at least five. Yeah. I would see a lot of things. An un, I mean, an uncalculable number, like 10. Yeah. Yeah, because everyone knows that the butterfly effect, you do one thing and it could mean up to three, four, five things at a time. Yeah, could, uh, exactly. Change. So and The butterfly hmm. effect is when you uh, smack someone in the face with a butterfly and all the possible things that can happen after that. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know how the very... F- 
I don't know how the first scenario would help me in any way. It would just to make... see more possible futures. Yeah, because it would make me paranoid. I wouldn't know which was going to be the future anyway, so it wouldn't really make uh, make much difference to my life other than I would know all of these possible futures. No, that's true. Um, you would kind of be paralysed by all the possibilities. And knowing that I can't change any of them either. There's I, I can't pick which one I get. So it's like, it doesn't matter what I do. There's But you don't know which one will lead to what outcome. Would I not just be trapped? Like the first time I try and do one thing, it's like, oh, if I did that, then this would happen. But that splits into me doing these four things. And then those four things split into another four things each. Exactly, Kyle. You would it basically for infinity. Yeah, so I would just be stood there for the rest of my life. So I think that that would paralyze me. But even, I mean, even the other scenario is not great. I can read everyone's mind. I know what everyone thinks of me. But I think I think I'm going to have to have take on this burden, Nathan. Which burden? The burden of hearing what people really think of me. Because otherwise, I'm just going to be trapped in this endless, infinite loop of seeing all these possible futures play out in front of my eyes until I die. I suppose, but you'd also never not hear people's thoughts. People are always thinking. Um, I mean, except in the pub. But everywhere else, people are always thinking. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to get to sleep easily. I would probably end up in a mental institution because I've got voices in my head. And any time someone comes to see me, I would just hear more voices. Oh, but if you were in a mental institution, Carl, you'd hear the voices in other people's heads. Oh, wow. Maybe I could help them out. (laughs) I mean, it's more likely they would unhelp you than you helping them. They, They might make me worse. Um, this just sounds like an episode of Legion now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I th- I think, e- I mean, either scenario, I'm screwed. I'm either in an infinite loop or I am in a mental institution. But I I can't even say to save my sanity, I'll go to the mental institution, because that makes no sense. <laughs> That's the opposite of a fact sandwich. I mean, it's a real pickling pickle you've gotten yourself into, isn't it, Carl? That's a... What would be the opposite of a fact sandwich? An unknowable umbrella? Yeah, that would be an unknowable umbrella. (laughs) I was trying to think of things that began with you. I thought of unknowable, and then I was trying to think of something that began with you, and I couldn't think of any any food that began with a U. I can't think of anything. Um, No, there's nothing. My brain... If you could read my mind right now, Carl, you'd hear nothing. (laughs) So which one have you chosen, sorry? Oh, yeah, I'm going to... Uh, read everyone's mind ah so you can hear the nothing i can i can hear nothing on this skype call nathan i can hear absolutely nothing it's beautiful it's bliss like up until today i've been wandering around hearing all these horrible voices in my head i've been wanting screaming please stop and i came on this skype call and i hear nothing it's beautiful it's uh you know it's it's as if the person i'm talking to there's just nothing up there and it's oh it's just bliss it really is i mean it's real peaceful for me i gotta tell you (laughs) i mean you're living it it must be great (laughs) so there you go if you're ever in a nuclear what was it you were in a bathtub that got flown into a nuclear power plant kyle yeah so if that ever happens to you you know to go for the mind reading powers because seeing every alternative future is really not worth it i mean it might have been worth it if you'd got this pat that seeing all the futures before you got into that bathtub because then you would have known that getting into the bathtub would lead to you getting psychic powers I would know that that would be one possible option. That is and true. The other possible option could have been that you became president of the earth. Yeah, which I was... Or the other possible option was you could have eaten a banana. Yeah, 
The possibilities are endless. That the other option was that I would become a goat. And I think that did yes. happen to me this week as well. So, you know. I mean, it can never happen too many times. No, I can't That's tell what, you the that, amount that... of the amount of times I've become a goat in my <laughs> lifetime. And you've had to perform the uh, that ritual to bring me back. The surgery. Yeah, the surgery to de-goat someone. Because we didn't mention, um, we, we said we went to different universities. I, I studied um, de-goating. Yeah. That, there we go. That's another That's phrase. That's what I've got my degree in. Like th- this episode, I don't think we've so much done facts as new phrases. And degoating is we've done fact sandwiches. Yeah, and de goating is definitely a new phrase that people should use in their everyday life. It's a very new field. It's a new form of medicine that's been invented about five seconds ago. Yeah, and I've already got a degree in it. That's how smart I am, Kyle. I am the local degoatologist. <laughs> Um, if you disagree with any of our fact sandwiches today, then let us know in the comments. Uh, and if you enjoyed the episode, then please follow and subscribe to the podcast on Patreon. Uh, you can find it at patreon.com slash if you had to, though, where you can find all the newest episodes with more being posted up all the time. And you can follow me on Twitter at Kyle M. Bennett. That's Kyle underscore M underscore Bennett with two N's and two T's. And you can follow me at N Vozniak Art, which is N W. O-Z-N-I-A-K-A-R-T. That was very I nice. I said that in such a strange way. You said that like a TV presenter. like I um... felt like I should be able to turn it into some kind of song. Now, <laughs> that number again, that, that phrase again is N-W-O-Z-I-A-K. I forgot how to spell my own name there. Yeah, it, it was like you were trying to sell used cars on TV or something. <laughs> Come down to Nathan's House of Cars. House of Cars? Yeah, it's like a play on House of Cards, but you're selling cars. Not so, I'm not selling houses. You're, no, you're selling a house with cars inside. It's a house filled with cars. <laughs> I'm selling a house. I'm, I'm selling both a house and a car, neither one of which is usable for the thing they're designed for. No, you the car... You can't get the car out of the house. No. You can't get into the house because there's a car in there. Yeah. Well, there's a few cars in there. It's a house of cars. I mean, this is like the... Sh- this is like a ship in the bottle type situation. Yeah, how did you do it? No one knows. Exactly. You saw, You must have dollhoused it. You just made two halves of a house and then glued it together once the car was oh, inside. See, I was thinking like the ship in a bottle thing where you had like little sticks and you're building the ship oh, you, yeah, inside you, the bottle. You could take the parts of the car inside and then assemble it once you had all the parts. That sounds simple enough. I've but just got a big stick. Unfortunately, you can't do any of that because you're currently running for your life on uh, digital digital media on island. the island. I know. I mean, I've, I've found the one spot on the island that has signal for us to have this conversation. But I'm yeah. going to have to run away again in a second because um, all the zombies will find it in a minute. Yeah, it's all right. I'll be able to track you down with my new mind reading powers. Um, oh, and that, that's, oh, that's such a relief. Yeah, I'll fly down um, using my own private jet. That I acquired through reading people's minds and gaining lots of money somehow you've got a private jet and mr winters has a private jet i'm i'm, I'm seeing a conspiracy <laughs> here kyle are you hey. in cahoots with mr winters <laughs> yeah i want you to owe me a favor so that's why i'm gonna come rescue you i paid him <laughs> off to do this i mean that explains that glorious mustache you've been bu- you've been building building yeah yes. <laughs> they, my mustache is made of lego <laughs> well you couldn't grow one for real it's the only way to do it <laughs> I just walk around with yellow Lego bricks on my face. Why yellow, Kyle? Why not black or brown? Your your hair colour is like brunette. I am a busty brunette. You are? I don't know. All I had was yellow bricks, and I thought... 
I can't go out of the house without having a glorious moustache. Oh, absolutely not. I don't no. know how anyone does it. No. It should be a crime to leave the house without a curly moustache. Yes, it should definitely be a crime to leave the house without a curly moustache. I was trying moustache. to figure out how you would say not. Like, it should be a crime not to leave the house without a big moustache. Does that work? There's too too many uh, too many words in that. That's like okay, a... Okay, hold uh, on. Let me, let me make it a bit simpler. Okay. It shouldn't not be um, a not. crime to not get a moustache that is not on your face. Not. This has been If You Had To, though. I've been Kyle. And I've been Nathan. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. Oh. <laughs>